let's look at 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3 and verses, uh, I have 14 and 15 in here. I want to start at verse 10, though. 2 Timothy 3, verse 10 through 17. Y'all have it? All right. Praise God. Since you're standing, let's go and read all together. Ready? Read. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be th complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I, my focus is verses 14 and 15, which says, uh, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Father, tonight, thank you for the word. Thank you for each person who's gathered to hear the word, even those who may be watching online now and in the future. I pray that God, each person, Lord, has ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to perceive that which you speak to us. Thank you for clarity. I ask you for clarity tonight, God. I ask you, Father, for boldness. I, I ask you for excellence. I ask you for accuracy, Father. I ask you tonight for revelation to flow freely, Father. Think, Lord, give, give me thoughts I have not thought about. Let me speak words that, Lord, I have not thought about tonight, Father. You have your way. Take full control, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. amen. And amen. I want to use just as a title, if you allow, uh, tonight, to be continued. To be continued. Again, verse 14 says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Amen. Amen. Now, let's do a little bit of review from uh, the last time I shared the word, word of God with you a couple Sundays ago. Hebrews 4, verse 12, just, just a couple few verses here. Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts, the thoughts and intents of the heart. Glory to God. All right, now, so the word of God is two things here. Living, well, it's many things. I'm just talking about the two things that's in this one little stanza. For the word of God is living and powerful. Everybody say living, living. and powerful. Yeah. Now, do me a favor, please. Switch to the amplified version of this, this verse, please. Amplified, amplified Bible. And let's look at what it says here. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. It's alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It makes it active, 
So the word of God is active. It's not just sitting there on your, on your bio, on your lap. The word is active. That means right now the word's doing something. Not just me speaking a word now. Words that God has already spoken years past in your life, it is active. You know how, you know how uh, in, in, in every product, do you have to, uh, chemical type products, you have to have some kind of active ingredient? There's an ingredient that makes that uh, product work together. My wife is a chemist in the household. There's, there's something that, that makes it work. Some of y'all old enough remember Curl Activator. The rest of y'all act like you don't remember what Curl Activator I mean, you already had the Curl, the Jerry Curl, the S Curl, whatever you had. But you had sprayed something on there that would activate your Curl. Praise God. <laughs> So the word of God is active. It's, it's doing something right now. Every word from God's word you have ever confessed, it is active, working right now. Glory to God. It's active and operative, okay? But these two words we brought out to you here a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, energizing and effective. Energizing and effective. That word energizing, just from the dictionary, means invigorating. The word of God is invigorating, it's stimulating, it's revitalizing, it's reviving. Glory to God. You get the word of God in you, it's health to all your flesh. The word of God in you is, is as uh, revitalizing and reviving as eating fruit or taking vitamin C. It's better than, than ginseng, it's better than five-hour energy. Come on now. And then it says, here this other part I want to really hone in on tonight, again, is effective. So the word is effective. That word effective simply means successful in producing a desired result. Successful in producing a desired result. All right. So I told you about how preaching is not for entertainment. Remember that? Preaching is for refinement. Preaching refines us. Preaching, every time you hear preaching, uh, the word of God preached, it should be refining us in some way. Telling us something, hey, you know, adjust that, fix that, uh, increase in that area, decrease in that area over there. Right? Does that happen to anybody? So it's for refinement. And then I told you it's not just for our enjoyment, it's for our employment. So it's not just for us to sit and say, oh, that was a good word, entertaining. No, it's to, for us to put it into, into, into work. Put it to work, right? It's active. It's operative. So when you and I put the word of God to work, it'll work for us while we're sleeping by night. <laughs> Praise God. All right, now, so in that message, I was teaching us, everybody, about how to get the most out of the word of God. Remember that? Okay, we're talking, so I gave you three points. All right? Number one was to what? Be attentive. Okay, we're going from revelation to reality. Now, I'm reviewing because we got a lot of revelation last week. And the Lord, he um, prepped us ahead of time on this, right? On be attentive. You know, I talked about that sleep demon. And I saw that sleep demon coming right up on here, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Jump around. I tried to get it off. Hey, get Couldn't get it off. Praise God. So you have to, <laughs> you have to be attentive. 
Okay? Matthew 13, we were using that to talk about, about the ones, the four grounds, right? You have to hear the word. So Proverbs 4, verse 20 says, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Got it? Okay, so number one again was what? All right, number two was what? Get understanding. So we talked about uh, Matthew 13, 23 says, the one that hears also understands the word. Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, in all you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. Okay? So we talked about how you got to stay with the word until you, until the light comes on. Okay? Until understanding comes into your heart. Because if you don't understand the word, you can't apply it. Uh, unless you're going to operate purely by faith. This is what Pascal was telling you earlier about what we learned to do early on was, is even if I don't understand it yet, I'm just going to do it. I'll get the understanding as I go. And, and in fact, yeah, it was, yeah, we, what we were doing wasn't working anyhow. I know none of y'all know what that is. But what we were doing wasn't working anyhow. So what was it going to hurt? <laughs> to do what we could clearly see in the word. It couldn't get worse. Right? If you think about it, in fact, most of us learn by doing. That's why when you go to school, they have something called lab. You might do chemistry homework, and, but if you don't get in the lab, right? You can sit in the classroom deep with a baseball team, a football team as the coach, but if you don't ever get out on the field and go through some practice, Right? Okay, so you got to get understanding. Then number three was what? Apply when? Immediately. Why immediately? Because if you don't, you'll lose it. Right? Now, I want to go to that scripture here. I want us to read that here, James 1, 22 through 25, because I want you to see this here. And I'll use that to segue into what we want to talk about tonight here. James 1. Hallelujah. James 1 and uh, verse... 22. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. You know, we, <laughs> praise God. You know, we were doing things even we didn't understand all, all how it works. I just, I got to get my dad back. Because he was telling his people last night in Frankfurt. <laughs> he was telling them, you know, because we, we fight over, over the bills. Fight to pay them. And we learned that early on. So we started early on doing that. We didn't understand everything. We just did it. And so he, he thinks he got me. But I got him this time. I'm going to have him go back and recalculate. I have the receipts to prove it. I got him this time. I did. I did. Now one time I did beg. That was the last time. He called me out on, on international television. He called me out last night. So I'm calling him back out. Because he might watch this sometime this week. So I'm calling him back out. The last, yeah, I did beg the last time. But the other times I didn't beg. I just beat you to the punch. But I still love you, sir. I do it all in great respect and all in great honor. And, and uh... I recognize when good ground is in front of me. Amen. Um, now, James 1, 
22-25 says, But be doers of the word. And what? Not, Not hearers only. So it's possible to be a hearer only. Would y'all believe most of the body of Christ? Hearers only? And what's the result? Deceiving. They're deceived. It's, it's horrible to deceive yourself. I can understand somebody else deceiving you, but you deceive yourself? <laughs> now, it says, for anyone, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away. Remember we talked about that? The moment he goes away, it says, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. The moment, if you go away from that word, in other words, don't apply it immediately. What will happen is you'll forget it immediately. Okay? So that's why it's imperative that you, you know, Pastor Kim said it tonight. Just, hey, just, just do it. You'll, you'll get understanding as you go. Just do it. Don't keep, I got to pray about it. I got to listen to message 12 times, and I got to go and consult with somebody else and see, check YouTube and see what somebody else says about it. By the time you've done that, you lost it. You lost it. You forget immediately what man of man or what kind of man you were. Okay? Verse 25. Verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and watch this next line, and continues in it. That's worth highlighting or underlining. And continues in it. Continues in it. I'm talking about tonight to be continued. You have to continue in it. I'm, I'm going to show you here what continue means. It says, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer. In other words, you won't be a forgetful hearer if you continue in it. But a doer of the work, that's application. This one will be blessed in what he does. Anybody have a King James on that? What does it say this man will be blessed in something? In his deed. All right. So whatever you do, your deeds will be blessed. Now, what's the qualification for your deed being blessed here? I got to hear it. I got to look into it. I got to continue in it. And I got to do it. You saw that in those verses? I got to hear it. I got to look into it, it said. Look into it. Yeah. You know what it said? Who looks into the perfect law of, law of liberty? Yeah. Look into it. You ever, you, ever, you ever have somebody say, hey, man, you heard about something so-and-so? You said, no, not yet. But I'll look into it. Yeah, that means you're going to go over it. You're not just going to glance and, oh, check it out. No, you're going to look, I mean, look into it. Somebody offers you something, an opportunity, presents a deal to you. You don't just sign on something you don't know what it is. You got to look into it. So you got to hear the word of God. And when a man like Apostle Derber or myself, anybody comes and presents the word of God to you, don't just, oh, that was good. Look into it. Look into it. And one of the reasons you look into it is because your brain would not catch it right away. The natural mind, the Bible says, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Right. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Yes, sir. 
First Corinthians 2, I think it's around verse 14 or so. So you, because they're spiritually discerned, you cannot know them by your mind. So you have to now take time to look into it. Okay, y'all don't like that. Especially if you don't like it. No, I want to say it. See, last week, last week when Dad was preaching, he preached uh, Wednesday, he preached Thursday, he preached Friday, and and I thought, wow, okay, man, he was preaching. He's kind of preaching like a, you know, almost like kind of loosening, letting everybody off the hook. Right? He was like, you know, if you want to get in debt, that's fine. You know, if you want to get in that system, you know, he was like, you know. And I was like, I was like, wow. Sunday, he came out with that saber. So in other words, just in case you misunderstood what I was saying, to make it plain, I ain't telling you to do that mess. I'm telling you to stay out of that mess. Because you do yourself a disservice. To you. you can if you want to. No sin in it. You're not going to go to hell. and no condemnation for it. If that's your faith level. But when you want to get to the high life, is what, is what he's saying. Now, what again, what again, if you hear that and you disagree with it, don't look away from it. Look into it. Oh, man. That's good right there. I never heard anybody say that. Don't look away from it. Most time people hear a word of God, they don't, they don't agree with it. They just, psh. I'm not talking about, now there's some stuff you shouldn't agree with. When it's pre- somebody preaching foolishness. But when they're preaching the word of God, for sure, with proper revelation, proper interpretation of the word, and it, it rubs you the wrong way, look into it. I, I'm telling you, the first night he came here and preached, October 25th, 2009, I disagree with most of the stuff he said. But we looked into it. And I disagreed not because it was wrong. It's because I didn't understand it and I didn't like it. But we looked into it. So you got to hear the word of God. You got to look into it. You have to continue in it and do it. That's a straight-up formula for being blessed right there. I've never seen that before in my life. Hear the word. Look into it. Look into it implies study it out. We throw them Greek words up there. We throw them Greek words and Hebrew words. Don't just like, I don't speak that. Look into it. We're not doing that just to fill up time in a message. Impress you with our Hebrew. I don't even know Hebrew like that. I can't pronounce Hebrew words and Greek words. I hit the little button. Kalau. Kalau. I don't know that stuff. Do I look Greek to you? Do I look Hebrew to you? No. Kalafa. All right, that's what it is. And y'all be so impressed. Pastor, know that. I don't know that stuff. But look into it. Oh, man, let me keep going here. Okay, so look into it and then continues in it. 
That's what I'm going to hit tonight. Continues in it and then do the work. Notice it didn't say here do the word. It said do the work. That's the application. So every word has works attached to it. Got it? Every word has some works attached to it. I'm not talking about works to be saved. I'm not not talking about that. I'm talking about actions, corresponding actions of the word. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. You got it? So the word's always going to challenge you to do something. Have faith in God, Mark 11, 22. There's action there. Huh? He said have faith in God. Okay, I have it. No, have. That word have in the, in the Greek is lambano. It means you got to take it. <laughs> you, gotta, you know what I'm saying? You got to lay hold of something here. Then it says, uh, uh, when, if you stand, if you speak to this mountain, tell it to be removed, be cast into the sea. So you got to speak something. You have whatever you say. Therefore, what things of you desire when you pray? Verse 24, believe you receive them, you shall have them. There's action there. Then it says, verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive. See, there's always some action to the word of God. You got to do some work. You can't be L-A-Z-Y. Praise God. All right. So again here, <clears throat> continues in it, not forget, not a forgetful here of the door of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does, in what he does. So everybody say continue. continue. All right, now, you remember Joshua chapter 1, verse 8? Yes. What God tells Joshua as a formula for his success? And we just read James' formula for success. Well, God's formula for success to Joshua is no different. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I know y'all know this already. Just turn to it anyhow. I can see, see some of y'all are like, I know that I ain't turning to it. Put your eyes on it. Don't let, the, don't let the word depart from your eyes. Glory to God. You can't eat... Uh, can't, can't get full of potato from two years ago because you know what a potato tastes like. You got to eat a new potato. Right? With butter and sour cream and chives and bacon bits and cheddar cheese. Salted on the outside. Ground beef and sausage and a potato. I don't want a potato, though. I'll take the ground beef and sausage, but hold a potato. It's like potato turbate. Is that what it is? Okay. Joshua 1, verse 8, because y'all meditate on the wrong thing. I want to show you what to meditate on. Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it how often? Day and night. And how long? Day and night. That you may observe to do. Look into it to do. Look into it to do. According to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have, I will have good success. So there's there's success formulas here 
that we don't have to try to make up anything. They're right there in the word written by God. You got it? All right, now, so the only way we get desired results, remember I gave you that definition of the word effective, where it said the word of God is energizing and effective. Remember that word? It, it, it meant successful in producing a desired result. Okay? So the word of God is successful. In other words, that word on your lap, that word on your iPhone, that word that you put into your heart, that's always going to be successful or effective as you put it into your heart. It's not going to be successful or effective just sitting on your lap or on your iPhone. It's got to, any more than a vitamin is, is effective to you in the cabinet. Right? Many of us, the vitamins be expired before we even touch them. They're ineffective like that. We've got to get them in us, okay? Now, <clears throat> So the only way we're going to get the desired results that it's talking about here is to continue in the word. And that's why I want to drive home tonight because, you know, there, I almost wish there was, but there, there's no magic wand for this. That would be so easy, Elisa, if they would just we say, hey, everybody come win tonight. I got a magic wand up here. I got a, a stick. I'm going to hit you on the head with it. Pop! And everything's going to be great. You choose that side? Okay. Okay. It's not like that, though. There's no silver bullet. And so many times, Christians, believers, uh, faint in the way because they, they're looking for the silver bullet. They're looking for the magic formula. They're looking for the magic wand, the, the goober dust to just make everything all right in their lives. I know the goober, goober dust. You can go to some meeting and people sprinkle stuff on you. Go to somebody's meeting somewhere off the cut. I'm just telling you. I grew up Pentecostal. I'm telling you. Okay? <laughs> I got some stuff. They'll, they'll give you some, you know, bloody water. Bloody water from Israel and all that kind of stuff. You drank that. All right. So let's look into this here. Continue. Now, I'm going to give you the definition for this word continue because you have to continue in the word to have success in life. Okay? This word continue means to persist in an activity or process. To persist in an activity or process. To persist. Stick with it. To keep going. To stay with it. In an activity or a process. So this, this life of success is a process. Oh, somebody hear me in here tonight. It's a process. Oh, God. I wish I could get that into everybody's skull. It's a process. It's not overnight. You, you, you... The moment you get born again, you become overnight, instantly a millionaire, a billionaire, a instantly divinely healed, instantly divinely uh, a whole, instantly delivered from everything, instantly, instantly in the spirit. But you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 
Work it out. For it's God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So there's a process involved in bringing, bringing what's a spiritual reality into your natural reality. So to get there, you and I must persist in an activity. This is a dictionary definition here. In an activity or process. Or it also means to recommence or resume after interruption. How many of y'all are glad about that second part of the definition? I'm here to tell you tonight, you can recommence. You can resume if there has been a stall or a pause in your process. If you were supposed to be uh, persevering and you didn't persevere, if you were supposed to be persistent and you weren't persistent, you can get back on that horse and keep on going. Glory to God. Isn't that good? Thank you, Lord. It, many times, we, in the natural, we've started things and stopped things, started things and stopped things. More things we care to admit we've, that we've started and stopped. And yet the same thing happens in the spirit. We start a process. The Lord tells me, hey, I, need to, you need, I want you to do this. All right, you start out, you do it good about seven days. And then you, you did not continue. But to get the desired result, we're going to have to persist in our activities and this process. And if you stop, the good news tonight is that we can recommence or resume after the interruption. Got it? Now, you got to be persistent. I'm gonna tell you, let me give you a scripture. We saw the scripture here last week. Jeremiah 23, verse 39. Jeremiah 23, 39. When they put it on the screen, you'll say, oh, yeah, I know that one. Jeremiah 23, verse 39. Watch what it says here. It says, therefore, behold, I went. No, that's, I, get, I, I called the wrong scripture. No, that, that's not the right one. You're going to see a blooper. Jeremiah. Yeah. 20, isn't that what I said? Oh, I said 39. Yeah, 29. 29. Thank you. 23, 29. 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer? Huh? $100? Is not my word like a fire? says the Lord. I got you. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So the word is like a fire, but it's like a hammer also that breaks the rock in pieces. Now, when I was growing up, my, my dad was a, I mean, my dad just was an astonishing man. He was, he was um, Mr. Everything. Pastor, church, barber, open businesses, barber shops and uh, salons, opened up restaurants. He had all that, run at the same time, ice cream parlor, laundromat. And my dad, parents had all that stuff. But besides, invested in real estate, so buying and selling, buying and renting houses, and all that kind of stuff. And, and he, I remember sometimes I have to work with him uh, he, when he'd be doing a house or doing, you know, doing some kind of building project, because he was good with his hands, too, with all that, carpenter, and understood masonry, too. 
and I'd watch him. He, he'd get those, those cinder blocks. And those cinder blocks, you get, I don't, I, forget, I don't know what this tool was called, but if he wanted to, to chop that block in half, it's a trial, and then and, and he'd take a hammer or something, he hit it like in the right spot. He had to, you know, keep, hit it. You, he couldn't hit it one time, generally. Unless you just happen to hit a sweet spot. And I didn't know how he did it as a little kid. I didn't understand how he did it, but that hammer, he'd break that rock in pieces. And it usually took a few hits. Now, it took me a whole lot of hits because he'd make me and my little brother do the same thing. So I remember, uh, some of y'all don't know, uh, let me see, this city has changed so much. The building now is a, it's a, it's a Euro's place on 9th Street, on MLK, rather, and 18th Avenue. Euro's, same, seafood, whatever it is. It used to be KFC. How many of y'all remember that? But before it was KFC, it was a place called Anderson Heating and, and Air Conditioning. Not us, but it was another, it was a company, Anderson Heating and Air Conditioning. And when that company, when KFC came and bought that building, uh, they came and tore it down. Well, I remember one summer, our job, my dad was going to get all of, he got all the cinder blocks from that building. And he was going to use those cinder blocks. He put on an addition to our house and did some work at the church and all that kind of stuff. So for my brother and me, our summer job was going and breaking all them blocks up. And usually what took him, you know, one or two hits, bam, bam, we were, bam, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying? But it's still broken in pieces. No matter how many hits, it was going to break that rock in pieces. Now my point to you is, is that when you work the word of God, there's, it may take you a little while, but the word of God, if you stay consistent, if you continue in it, It'll break every one of your rocks in pieces. Every single thing that's an obstacle in your life, it'll break it down in pieces. But you have to be persistent in the process. Which means you, you, can't, you can't keep quitting in the process. All right, y'all got it? So again, that word con uh, continue means to persist in an activity or process, to recommence or resume after, after interruption, after interruption. Now, I want to, I'm going to throw in another scripture here that I saw during praise and worship. Go to Acts 14, please. Acts 14. Because you have an adversary. Who knows the power of persistence and what happens if you would continue? He's seen it before. <laughs> so he's trying to head you off. And, and, and I have a little bit of startling news for you that um, when you get into this race and going to walk with God, um, it's not going to be just a cakewalk necessarily now that may be starting to lose the people because I, it's, it, it's just it's amazing how many people freak out when stuff happens as if something strange is happening 
in Acts 14 and verse 20. No, no, can I go back to chapter 13? Go to Acts 13. I saw this too. Acts 13 and verse 42 and 43. Let me know when you get there. Is it all right if I just teach you tonight? Okay. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Verse 43. Now when the congregation had broken up, you read another translation, it'll say when the meeting was over. Like we just had the meeting last week. Many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Now, if you have a, uh, my Bible says it here, the blessing and conflict at Antioch. Yes. Anybody's Bible say that? Okay, now we're going to see three cities that, that all was like a tri-city area that Paul had to really encourage people uh, uh, in because of their opposition here. Now go over to chapter 14 and verse 21 and 22. Chapter 14, verse 21 and 22. You got it? Yes, sir. It says, when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples. Now watch this. Exhorting them exhorting, admonishing, encouraging them, pressing upon them to continue in the faith. Now, if he's telling them that, that means that it's very likely that people were not continuing in the faith. In other words, I got news for you. It's not one save, always save. There are people who do not continue in the faith. If, if there was automatic, he would have to tell them to continue in the faith. So he says here, he says, uh, the Bible says they exhorted them to continue in the faith. And watch this. Here's why. And saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Now we got an issue here. Now I thought when I got saved, I entered the kingdom. Yes. You became part of the kingdom of God. But he's talking about here entering into a lifestyle of the kingdom. So in the kingdom of God, you and I are supposed to enjoy divine health, divine life. Notice I didn't say divine healing. We can receive divine healing. We want it. But in the kingdom, we're supposed to live on divine health and divine life. Divine provision. Supernatural provision. Where God meets all our needs. Divine supply. Boy, 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 boy. And if he supplies, he's going to liberally supply. Fill to the full. So in the kingdom of God, you don't have need of debt. In the kingdom of God, you don't have need of medical advice. In the kingdom of God, you don't have need of antidepressants. Drugs of any sort. Why? Because... In his presence, there's fullness of joy. It is the, in the kingdom, the Bible says, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know what the Bible says? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, right standing with God. Peace, irene, another word for shalom. Perfect sound is everything being perfect. And joy in the Holy Ghost. 
That's as perfect a life as you can ever dream. Does anybody hear me tonight? You got my microphone out. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's the most perfect life you can ever imagine. It's in the kingdom of God. They don't believe me. It's on the screen. They put on, They found it. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Say Holy Spirit. King James said Holy Ghost. Perfect life. That's the utopia in the world they're trying to find. In the world, they're trying to find that. And the Bible says we all have it in the kingdom. So, when you and I got born again, okay, we became part. We were, we were granted uh, the right, qualified to be, to be made partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Qualified. But the Bible tells us that you and I have to fight the good fight of faith to lay hold on eternal life. So although you and I have eternal life, we have to by faith lay hold of it. So there's a fight of faith. What's the fight dealing with? Go back to our scripture here in Acts 14, 22. We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. You don't have to, you don't have to go to tribulations to get saved. So that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about to live this life of the kingdom. To live a life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, there's going to be some tribulation. There's going to be some pressure. Hello? So let's not be surprised by pressure. And he says, to get into the kingdom, you have to go through many tribulations. In John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this world, you shall have, man, I wish y'all knew the scriptures, man. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, so you and I, our only not our only, but our main thing we have to do is to be consistent, to continue. Remember that's what he told them. He said, continue in the faith. They admonished them to continue in the faith. They exhorted them, them, them to continue in the faith. And he, here's why. Because you're going to have tribulations. Well, Pastor, them preaching by how it's supposed to be so good. It ain't good for me. Yeah, you just in the tribulation part. You're in the tribulation part. Oh, y'all don't like that. You're in the tribulation part. Season of heaven is part. And guess what? On every level, there's going to be some new tribulation. For every level you want to break into, you're going to face another level of tribulation. So unless you plan on staying on the lowest part, the lowest form of living, then you're going to have to put on your big, your grown-up pants and get your spine straightened out and be willing to 
to, to, to go through something. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Go through it. I don't mean I'm going through. I mean I'm going through. Y'all got to catch what I'm saying. Not I'm going through this sad stuff. I mean going through. I'm barreling through that. I'm not going to let tribulation, trial, temptation, pressure, struggle, adversity stop me. I'm going through it because I got to get into the kingdom of God. There's a reason why Jesus said uh, broad is the way. It's a broad way. It's a wide gate that leads to destruction and Many there be that find it. That go therein is what it said. But it said, straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. That find it. Find? To find, I gotta look into it. To find it, I gotta look into it. I gotta give attention to it. I gotta hear it and say, I don't understand it, but let me look into that. You know the reason why Moses ended up in, back in Egypt? Back in Egypt? Because the bush was burning and he looked into it. That went over your head. Because a bush was burning and he looked into it. The Bible says there's a bush burning, not consumed, and Moses turned to see it and said, let me go see what's going on over here. That's odd. That's strange. He didn't run away from it and say, what is that? He didn't do that. He, looked, he said, let me look at that. Now, I know y'all black folk trained to run away from stuff like that. But he... <laughs> black folk be like, what's that? Hey. Hey. But when you see strange things that are strange to your human concept, look into it. The Bible says straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life. People preach that and think it's talking about heaven or hell. It ain't got nothing to do with heaven or hell. It's not talking about heaven or hell. It said life or destruction. It's not about hell. The Bible says that, that the destruction of the poor is their poverty. So that poor lifestyle is that way that many find. Well, they look like they're doing all right to me out there. They're doing good. They're doing good. That's how it looks right now. They're not in, that's right. They're jumping off the Skyway Bridge. They're not enjoying righteousness, peace, enjoying the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. That's what I want, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So to get it, I got to look into that. And it's telling me I'm going to have to continue through many tribulations. Many tribulations. That means it's going to be tribulations on the left and on the right and before me and behind me. Every time I look up, there's going to be some kind of adversity coming against me. And it's not God the one tribulating you. God's not tribulating you. 
He, he's inviting you to that kingdom. He wants you to have that. He's he the one set it up for us. He's rooting for us. He's the one pulling us from the front and pushing us from behind. But we have an adversary, the devil, who doesn't want us to enter into the kingdom. Because he knows you enter into the kingdom of God, you're a threat to him. You become spoiled. You understand what I'm saying? You become spoiled. I told God, you've spoiled me. I am no good to the devil, period. The devil couldn't offer me a piece of bread, a piece of candy. He couldn't offer me nothing. I'm spoiled. <laughs> but I'm going to also tell everybody I know. And that's the threat he's really worried about. Is you spreading the good news of the kingdom. Come on in. Jump on in here. The water's fine. You got it? But he said to get there, you're going to have to continue. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me go back to this, Acts 14, 22. Now they're in Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the spirits. Huh? The souls. Holy Ghost made me go back and point that out there. I wasn't planning on it. I didn't have the scripture at all. He says strengthening the souls. So you see what part of you got to be strengthened? Yes. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Your spirit already got this. Your spirit already says this is where I'm going, this is what I'm going to have, this is what I'm going to do. I believe everything from God's word. But your soul is the one that's, ah. When pressure comes, it's your soul that gets all out of whack. When a pain hits your body, your spirit doesn't, doesn't go, oh, something's going to happen. It's your soul. When a symptom comes up in your body, it's your soul gets out of whack. When lack attacks, you get a past due notice or last, a last due notice. See, we got a good today. We got a good today. See, back in the day, when your water bill was late, they come around and put the, put the notice on your, on your doorknob. And the whole neighborhood knew your water bill was late. Now they shoot you a little email or something. They supposed everybody, the whole world knew. Then you got an orange notice. Everybody knew, oh, Lord. You always had Jackman going to come help you out. Hey, I can turn that thing back on for you, bro. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that, man. There's always a dude in the, in the neighborhood with a tool. I can turn that thing back on, bro. Hey, hey, your cable off? Bro, I got you. I can turn that thing back on for you, bro. 20 bones, you got a ladder? <laughs> Things have changed so much, Deke, now, boy. But when trouble comes, it's your soul. So the Bible says they went back strengthening the souls of the disciples. 
That's why it's so important for us to be together, helping each other, ministering to each other to help strengthen each other's souls. Your minds, your wills, your emotions need to be strengthened. Hallelujah. Because you're going to face some stuff. On your journey into destination financial wellness, you're going to face some obstacles. Your soul is going to freak out from time to time. So you got to get that soul strong. Yeah, that's right. My wife freaked out so bad, she tells you all about that story. The chicken, she wanted chicken and pancakes one day. She wanted to go to Kiss and Cousins, right? And I, I had the nerves, or I had the nerves, I just said what I had to say. This, this ain't a good week for that. I know none of y'all know anything about that, but when you don't have no money, when you don't have no money, you have to, you have to know this ain't a good week for that. You want pancakes or you want lights? Which one you want? We're going to make it. <laughs> you decide. And my wife's soul went so out of whack. I mean, boy, ooh, it was like water roses kicked in. Boy, I was like, oh, my goodness. I just grabbed the kids and got out of the house. Come on, get out. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Ain't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. Just come on, get out of here. <laughs> Let's go. I slipped and fell. I said, go, save yourself. Save yourself. But my son said, no, I got to get daddy. Hurricane Kimberly was in the house, but I tell you. I'm making up 50% of that, but it was, that's how I felt. That was what was running in my mind. What happened? Soul was just out of whack. Because here's the truth. Your soul knows you ain't supposed to be broke. Your soul knows you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. You ain't supposed to be sick. You ain't supposed to be broke. You ain't supposed to be busted and disgusted. You ain't supposed to be like that. Especially you don't hear all his word. Your spirit got it. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, just giving you a heads up, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Y'all got it? Hallelujah. Turn to 2 Timothy, please. 2 Timothy 3. I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit. I'm going to show you something here. Almost out of time. Second Timothy 3. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you're going to be all right. See, the children of Israel were trying to get to the promised land, a physical place. You and I are trying to get to the, to the spiritual place or condition of kingdom. We're in, the, we're in the kingdom, it's our land, but we're trying to get to that being our lifestyle. Righteousness, 
peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Peace, that's the same thing like shalom. It's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in our lives. State of tranquility, felicity, happiness, prosperity, everything perfect in our lives. That, that's impossible. It's not possible. That's the kingdom of God. Oh, it's very possible. Okay, what did I tell y'all? Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. I'll start here. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Perseverance. Don't say on that verse. Go back. Perseverance. So Paul's talking to Timothy, his son in the faith. You have carefully followed my teaching, the way I live. This, this is what Pastor Kim and I did a few years back with Apostle Derba and Mama Berta. Well, we got a hold and start watching, okay? I'm just going to follow that. Dare I say, this is what you're supposed to be doing here. Y'all didn't convince me it was worth a lick bit right there, boy. I'm still not convinced. I'm, I'll move on anyhow. Carefully follow my doctrine, my man of life, he said. Purpose. You follow my purpose. My faith. My long suffering. Now, now, now <laughs> doctrine, man of life, purpose. Okay, that's all cool. But how do you follow his faith? His faith is demonstrated by the stuff he's dealing with. Because you got these three here. Faith, long-suffering, love, and perseverance. Love. Well, what's, how's that going to do with it? Because he's dealing with people. And you got to love and smile right and still preach to him this is what Paul, I'm talking about Paul but it may be, may be different for you you got to still sit next to him at work family gathering you still got to hey right faith long suffering now, when you think long-suffering, don't think, oh, I'm suffering for Jesus so long. No, long-suffering is putting up with people. Y'all ain't saying much to me. Obviously, y'all have not experienced this. Long-suffering. They ain't changed yet. Nope, long-suffering. Forgive them, yes, 70 times 7 per day. Love, you've, you've carefully followed my love. You've seen how I reacted to people, how I love people that were unlovable. In spite of. And perseverance. Timothy, you followed my perseverance. Perseverance itself implies that there are obstacles and 
Up, there was opposition and there was tribulation. There was all kind of things against him for him to have persevered. Because you don't have to persevere when things are, are gravy. You persevere when things are tough. Has anybody ever experienced anything tough in your life? Could people testify about your perseverance? Now, I don't need you to testify. I'm talking about you asking that question for yourself. Could somebody testify about they've watched you? Because this is what he's saying about, about Timothy. You've watched me. You've followed. It's one thing to follow. See, a lot, a lot of people, he, that word doctrine means teaching. You, you can follow somebody's teaching. But when they go through hell and high water, then what, what are they doing? You got to be able to see how do they deal with their roughest situation in their lives. So you follow my doctrine, my man of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my love, my perseverance. Timothy was, was, was there to witness when Paul said, I went to trial and everybody left me. He said, nobody stood with me. He said, but the Lord stood with me. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Well, I mean, most of the stuff Paul went through, we can't even really imagine. Our little stuff is just... You know, I got a ticket on the way to work one day. I'm going through. <laughs> you ain't going through. You were speeding. <laughs> you ain't going through. You're supposed to get that ticket in a school zone. But I was, I was bamming Travis Green. I was bamming Travis Green. I couldn't. I could. Yep. Call Travis. See if he'll help you put that ticket. I'm not picking on Travis, Jonathan. I'm just talking about us, you know. Some of the things we've gone through ain't, ain't, it's not on this level. Now, I'm not belittling what we've gone through because every one of us, if we've dealt with trials and tribulation, they are serious to us even if they don't seem serious to anybody else on this planet. He said, but you've watched all that and followed that. Watch verse 11. Here's where the perseverance, all that kind of stuff has to kick in. Persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at where? Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. Remember, that's where he was encouraging those folks. Hey, y'all got to stay with this thing here. Obviously, the people in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra were not very um, accommodating to the Christians. As a matter of fact, it was at Antioch where they were first called Christians. And that was not a, a commendable term. The word Christian actually originated as a negative term. This is like being, I won't use words they, you know, they called. They called our folks. It was like, it was like being 2009 being called colored. It's meant in a derogatory way. You follow what I'm saying? So to be called Christians at Antioch, that was not a good thing. So there, it was not a, Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra were not places where Christians had free reign to just, oh, they love us out here. We just, you know, we're going we gonna to have Christians, you know, award shows and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, we're going <laughs> to want the Christians to come down and, pray, down and pray at the city hall and you know it's not it wasn't like that 
it was rough. Paul said, here's what I went through there. You understand now why back in Acts, they were encouraging them, strengthening their souls. To let them know you're going to have to go through much tribulation here. You got it? He said, what persecutions I endured. Now, he had already mentioned persecutions up there in verse, early in the verse, right? Obviously, there's some serious persecution because he mentioned it again. What persecutions I endured. And out of them all, what happened? Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Do I have anybody here who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus? Okay, now, Mama Alberto told us last week about a revelation she got on that, which just, it just makes perfect sense. That when you read this verse about living godly, uh, most people limit it to living, in other words, I'm going to live right. I'm going to live right. But that's not what we're talking about here. Because it says live godly in Christ Jesus. So you, you can't live wrong in Christ Jesus. This ain't talking about right or wrong. It's living godly like God. All who desire to live like God. Some of y'all are catch this by Friday. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. To live like God. Some of y'all, the wheels are still spinning. All who desire to live like God. One day the Lord was sitting there and asked me, I'm sitting there praying. He said, he said, if I were there, how would I be living? That's what he asked me one day, sitting in prayer, I'm praying about stuff. He said, he said, if I were there, how would I be living? I realized it wouldn't be like this. So all who desire to live godly or godlike, the kind of house God will live in. Y'all so quiet. The kind of car God would drive. The kind of clothes God would wear. The kind of restaurants God would go to. The kind of lifestyle God would enjoy. He said, all who desire to live like that will suffer persecution. It goes exactly what Jesus said in, in Mark 10, 29 and 30, when he talked about uh, no man who's left father, mother, houses, land, children, brothers, sisters for my sake who won't receive uh, now and this time a hundredfold brothers and sisters and land and houses and so forth for my sake with persecution. So when you start stepping into your hundredfold manifestation, you're going to get some trouble coming at you. So the question is, really, can you stand to be blessed? That's really the question. Can you stand to be blessed? Now, see, here's the thing. Yeah, if, if you're going to do everything the world's way, you're not going to be persecuted. You do everything the world's way, you're going to fit right in with the world, and they'll be like, oh, that's great. But if you're going to do things like God does them, his way, his lifestyle, his standard, you're going to face some persecution. And yet he said, out of, all, out of all of the Lord delivered me from all of it. Verse 13. Let me hear it because y'all, half y'all sleep already. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the sleep demon, sleep demon walk in about 8.35. Uh, so he sat in the back first, but he kind of moved way up front. 
Verse 13, but evil men and apostles will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14, verse 14, verse 14. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. Catch this part, y'all. Knowing from whom you have learned them. In other words, if you, can, if you trust the messenger, trust the message. If you know from whom you've learned them, and besides the fact you've watched the lifestyle, you've watched the doctrine, you've watched the purpose, you've watched the faith, you've watched the long suffering, you've watched the love and perseverance, you've watched them endure persecution and still stand. And the message didn't change. I've watched, I've, it's going on in the body of Christ even now. I see it going on in the body of Christ on the big scene. People go through persecution and their message start changing. There's a guy, a guy, I'm not call, I won't call his name. This guy, man, I th he's a thought, he, man, this guy was on fire. This little short little guy. Well, I don't know how short he was. Uh, he is, but um, to just preach, Pentecostal preacher. And man, he went through something, I think, with his daughter, one of his daughters or something like that. Uh, ran away and got out in the world, whatever. And now he's writing books and preaching all over the world about, you know, he's changed his message now. I'm like, that ain't what you used to say. But he's trying to explain it. He trying to, he trying to, he's now bringing the message down to his experience. You can't do that. <laughs> and I've watched it happen with several people. In the, in, in, I'm talking about big time ministries. If the message changes based on your persecution and all that kind of stuff you, is because you didn't continue. And I'm going to just say it like this. And at that point, you can't trust the message. Take and do with it what you want to. At that point, you can't trust the message because now the message has been tainted. The message has been watered down. But it said, but you must continue the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from, a child, from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Now, can I, can I share with you a little bit about that just real quick? Verse 15 again says that the Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation. Now, we know that word salvation is, the, uh, I'll tell you, is soteria. Put on the screen for me, please, what that word soteria means. It means deliverance, preservation, safety, health, perfect soundness. It's the sum of benefits and blessings which the Christians redeem from all earthly ills. I, I didn't finish the thing. But which Christians were redeemed from all earthly ills. You catch that? Christians, this is the soteria life that we're supposed to be enjoying we are redeemed from all earthly ills. Sickness, disease, lack, debt, depression, guilt, shame, addiction, poverty, drugs, whatever it is, we're redeemed from all earthly ills. You got it? So the Bible says that the word is able to make us wise 
for that. But you have to continue in it until you get there. Now that word, listen to this, that word wise is the Greek word, watch this smart word here, sophizo. Sophizo. It's where we get the, the, the uh, English word sophisticated. It means having knowledge, no longer naive. Now catch this. This word is able to make you sophisticated. <laughs> having knowledge, no longer naive. You know the reason why your cousins, your friends who go to church every Sunday are still sick from all this stuff and live really just like the world lives? Because they're not wise from the word. They're still naive to the word. Now they may have a college degree, master's degree, PhD from Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Cornell, all that stuff. But they're, so they're sophisticated in the world. But in the, in terms of salvation, they're still naive. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about non-Christians. Non-Christians, we know non-Christians don't have any knowledge of this. I'm talking about Christians who are still not naive. Why? Because they don't continue in the word. Everything else in the world has priority over them. That's why the church is half empty tonight. Huh? Now, I know there are people, some people might have things, whatever I'm talking about, but for the most part, people just choose to do something different. Y'all here, so y'all can relax. But I'm talking about if you don't continue in the Word of God, how do you ever become sophisticated in the Word? Notice what it says here. No longer naive. It comes from uh, Greek, uh, from the strong 60, uh, 40 80, sopho, which means skilled, expert, forming the best plans and using the best means for their execution. Did you catch that? So the word of God will make you wise so you can be skilled and an expert forming the best plans and using the best means for the execution. How am I going to get out of debt? Well, let me see. You got to get wise in the word. How am I going to get over this, this issue that's been plaguing my body for 10 years? I got to get wise in the word of God. I heard Gloria Copeland say this one time. People say, well, I'm doing everything I know how. You just don't know enough. You ever heard anybody say that? I'm doing everything I know how. You just don't know enough. No big deal. It's no problem. You just don't know enough. You're just not sophisticated enough. <laughs> but if you spend time in the word of God and continue in it, that means do it then the more you do it, the more revelation you get, the more understanding you get, the more sophisticated you get. You ever heard people talk about, you know, these, uh, uh, some of these uh, cons or some of these um, 
um, scammers, they get more sophisticated. Burglars get more sophisticated. Drug dealers get more sophisticated. Lord, they, get, they find out ways to do things. Boy, you ain't never thought that. You know what I'm saying? They come out with we gonna we gonna uh, we gonna put we gonna uh, guard our gas tanks with we gonna put this on to guard our gas tanks or whatever. You look up, and oh, they they got just got more sophisticated. They found a way to get around your. You know how they did that? They look into it. Every little thing they come out with to protect, we're going to protect your identity. The scammers, they, well, okay, we, we're going to look into that. Because they're going to find a loophole, a way around. So if that's the case, if you and I will continue looking into the word, then we can, we can find and see the way around Satan's scheme, the, the way around Satan's strategy, the way around Satan's plan, the way around everything Satan has done in our lives. We find a way around it if we continue the word, keep looking into it. And we'll, we'll, we'll come up with, God will give us the best plans and the best means for the execution. One of my brothers was talking the other night, uh, one over the weekend sometime, about how, you know, in the time that we've known them, it's only been 10 years, and how quickly we personally came out of debt. She said it was, we came out faster than they came out of their debt. Well, they laid the groundwork for us. So that means, Kirkland, If they've laid the groundwork, we've laid the groundwork, you ain't got to take as long as we took. Continue in this word and let God give you a scheme, give you a, a, a plan. How am I going to get my family to straighten out? Let God give you a plan and the means. How am I going to educate my children? Let God give you a plan and he'll give you the means. See, all God wants us to do is, is to come out of that world sophistication. You know, we talk so much with mom and dad this weekend about all this finance and stuff and I brought this phrase that we hear all the time out there in finance. They call creative financing. We can offer you some creative financing. All creative financing is do is, is, is a sophisticated way of putting the chains on you tighter. It's creative. We find a creative way to do it. <laughs> y'all got quiet. Stand up. Y'all got quiet. Boy, y'all yeah, yeah, sleep, but y'all quit on me just like that. Something happened. Y'all sucked all. Y'all, Jesus. Praise God. No, I'm serious. Stand up. Let's go.
Man, it's, it's, it's easier than you think. We have to continue in it. Continue in it. Look into it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. God. When God gave me a plan for my family to come out of debt, all right, baby, here's what we're going to do. Man didn't give me that plan. I didn't, get it. I didn't even get it from Apostle Derba. God, here's the plan. Here's what you do. Okay, all right, here's what we're going to do. It worked that plan. We were laughing about that yesterday, weren't we? Well, we were so glad for the Wendy's 99 cent nuggets. Shoot, 99 cent nuggets, a little side salad, and a drink. Grown people. But we're two years debt free next week. I can, we can buy a full size salad now. Chicken strips now. Praise the Lord. But God gave us a plan. We had to continue into the plan. Continue in the plan. All kind of stuff came against us, man. Oh my goodness. My soul, I had to get my soul under control. One time I'm sitting there, it's Thanksgiving, I think it was. And we're going to have all the family over our first time in the house. And I got, I got one of them big old TVs. You know what I'm saying? One of them big old TVs. And everybody coming to my house. Got them big old ugly TVs, Brother Glenn. Ain't no flat screens. One of them big old ugly. The ones you got to carry like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, didn't, with no remote control. And I'm, man, I'm tossed and driven. My soul, in other words, you know, I'm like, man, go buy a TV. No, I can't, can't buy a TV. I'm going to go rent a TV. I was going to go rent me a TV. Just to be with you the weekend. Oh, God. But I'm hearing, got a debt. Got a debt. Just got a debt. Got a debt. And I'm racking going through that, Sister Annie. And the Holy Spirit is so sweet. He talked to me. This is how he told me. I'm going to just put, he said, son, just got to get through one day. The Holy Spirit told me, he said, son, you only got to get through one day. I said, okay. I just got to get through one day. That was a rough one day. Because everybody on Thanksgiving going to watch football. And the Lord gave me grace to get through that one day. That was a tribulation. You understand what I'm talking about? And then he gave us a TV. A flat screen TV. Flat screen TV. No charge. See, I was going to preach. I was going to, what I wanted to preach tonight was uh, along the lines of, of how shall it be? 
Because, you know, you hear messages like, you know, stay out of debt. And the question people have was, how am I going to get a car? How am I going to get a house? How am I going to go to college? And that's the thing that your soul is racking with. How am I, well, how am I ever going to do that? But if you continue in it, God will give you a plan and a scheme, a, a strategy. <laughs> See? So that you don't have to do that. I'm, I still might come back. I still ask Kirkland to give me some advice on how to put things together. I still might do that maybe next week or something like that. I might teach y'all some practical stuff on how you do that. There's practical ways to do that. To have a car with no debt. And a new one every year. It's easy. It's not hard. It's not hard. You go to school. It's, 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 not, it's not hard. It's just can you deal with the tribulation at the moment pressure that's coming against you to beat your soul down and make you run. Amen? Amen. I know we can do that. Praise God. All right, Lord. I thank you tonight that, Lord, you've given us your word and your word is true, your word is pure, your word is proven, and your word is steadfast. That God tonight, thank you that your word is energizing and it's effective and your word has enough power to accomplish in it in it to accomplish any and everything that we could ever desire. Thank you for that perfect zone that you want us to live in, that kingdom zone of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost where nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, everything is perfect, Father, in our lives. Thank you, Father. We know that there'll be contrary winds that'll come, but we know that, Father, in that kingdom zone, God, all things always work together, all things always work out, Father. We always live in victory, always, Lord, I'll walk in triumph, Lord. You always make us, uh, uh, you make us conquerors, Lord. We are more than conquerors in that area, that place. We're walking with you, Father. So we don't want to ever be out of that grace zone, out of that place where your power and your ability is working full throttle in our lives. So, Father, help us. Teach us through your word to enter into that place with you, to enter into that place, Father, Lord, of, of, of real, of real uh, submission to you and your word and that place, Father, where, where we let patience have our perfect work, that place, Father, where, where, Lord, we stand in the midst of tribulation and persecution and testing and trial and, and, and all the kind of things that, that the devil brings against us, Father. Thank you, Father, that we walk in love and long-suffering and perseverance, oh God, and we, we continue to walk in the word of God. I pray that your people, your people, would only get stronger and stronger. I pray, Father, that, Lord, that our souls would get stronger and stronger, Father. That, God, that we, like those that Paul encouraged, that, God, our souls will be strengthened to stand the ebbs and the flow that come from the enemy's uh, assault against us. We know that we are victorious. We are conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And God, I thank you, Father, that we'll always experience victory after victory after victory in our lives. We'll continue your word. Thank you, Father, for those, Lord, who even here tonight, Father, that we can resume that process. Recommence where there had been a pause, where there had been an interruption, Father. We can resume that process and get back, Lord, and go back to doing the things that you've, you've told us and instructed us to do, Father. We can pick back up where we left off. And I pray, Father, that as we do that, that we'll enter into the kingdom of God.
that lifestyle, that godly life that you've given us to live, the God-like life, the very life of God on this earth. Continue to bless us and keep us, Father. We'll continue to give you praise and glory for this word and all that we have received. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God a praise tonight for the word.